This is Right from the Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Erin Taylor Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question, why am I doing this? (laughs) As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you. Bringing interviews, inspiration, and information to encourage, refresh, and equip you to embrace the deep, to find your truest story, your truest message in the deep places. You can get the episode show notes, lots more information and encouragement, and your free audio download, Five Crucial Ways to Safeguard Your Writer's Heart, at writefromthedeep.com. Hey, everybody. Here's what's happening with the Right From The Deep team. It's the new year. New year. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. 2020. That's just amazing. So please be thinking of and praying for us as Aaron and I seek God's guidance in the work we're doing here at Right From The Deep. We want to be sure we're meeting your needs, our listeners' needs in this podcast. So, hey, contact us through our website if there's a topic you want us to consider for a podcast. Now, God's best to all of you in this new year. And thank you so much to all our patrons on Patreon. We appreciate you guys. And special thanks to our December sponsor of the month, Bobby Optograph. Thanks, Bobby. Bobby. You can find out more about another really important cause that she sponsors at friendsofrenancer.com. It's F-R-I-E-N-D-S-O-F-R-E-N-A-C-E-R.com. This is a ministry that supports children in Honduras, and it gives them help in so many different ways, including scholarships. So I love that. And now here's Here's the the show. show. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the deep with us today. We are just delighted to have a guest who is going to talk with you and help you as you start into a new year. I cannot believe it's 2020 already. Can you? It's crazy how fast time is going. But we have a wonderful guest who's going to help you make the most of this new year. So Aaron, tell us about her. Well, our guest is one of my good friends. Yay! I get to introduce her. (laughs) Um, Her name is Laura McClellan, and Laura is a lawyer by day and a lover of the written word since childhood. Laura has been published both in professional publications and inspirational magazines, and she's been a contributor to the popular Stepcase Lifehack blog. She's a member of American Christian Fiction Writers, and she's a past women's fiction category winner in the Phoenix Rattler Fiction Contest and the Olympia Fiction contest. But she also hosts a weekly podcast called The Productive Woman. And I love this podcast, you guys. The purpose of the podcast is to help women find the tools and encouragement they need to manage their time, life, stress, and stuff so they can accomplish the things they care about most and make a life that matters. And I'll tell you, I've had the pleasure of knowing Laura for a couple years now, I think. And um, I have to say, not only do I value her friendship, but I find her to be one of the most purposeful in intelligent, insightful women I know. Seriously. So I'm just delighted to have her with us today. Welcome, Laura. Well, thank you, Erin. I like pressure is on now. <laughs> we, we see each other on, on video while we're talking, and I'm watching Laura's face as Erin is introducing her, and she's like, I'm being so set up here. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully I can sound intelligent and articulate. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, she so Laura, does on the podcast, and she does in person. So there you go. And her podcast, uh, The Productive right. Woman. Again, I'm going to encourage you guys to listen to that one. We'll have a link in the show notes for that. 
Laura, as you know, when our victims, I mean, our guests come on to our podcast with us, we always ask them what the deep means to them. So, Laura McClellan, what does the deep mean to you? You know, I have been thinking about that ever since you all asked me to join you here. And and I know people have different takes on that. To me, the deep means that place, obviously, beneath the surface, so that when I am um, in the deep, or you know, if we're writing from the deep, we're we're going beneath the surface. To uh, it's hard for me to articulate this, and I probably should have written it out. But it's the more real place, mm-hmm. the getting beyond the surface and the superficial into the the depth of who we are, of mm-hmm. who God is, of you know, whatever it is. That deep place is is there. I yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. there's way too much superficiality in the church, in Christian writing, Christian in the Christian market. It's, it's hard because if you're not authentic, if you're not vulnerable, if you don't go beneath the surface, um, our work really isn't going to accomplish much of anything. God is all about being authentic and vulnerable. So I really like that. Yeah, yeah and that, I guess that's what I was trying to get at is that I, I think for us to accomplish anything, for us to, and we're, I guess we'll get into this, make a life that matters, but we have to get to the deep. We have to get yeah. beneath the surface, uh, beyond the superficial, to the reality of who we are. And, I, you know, I think a lot of that superficiality you mentioned came because going beyond that is scary. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, texting with a good friend of mine uh, a couple days ago who was talking to me about something that God had confronted him on and, and how he needed to confess to God the places that he had gone in this wrong thinking. And and he said, I, I had to tell him everything I'd been thinking and feeling. He said, everything. And then he said, but it's not like God didn't know it. And it's not like I needed to say those things so that God would know them. He said, what I needed to do was surrender those things and lay them before God. And in doing that, I realized the depth of God's love for me and the freedom that comes from unburdening yourself from those things that you're ashamed of. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's so true. And so much of what goes on in our our world today, whether it's in fiction or in right or in politics or anything, so much damage I think is done when we stay on that superficial level. We make mm-hmm. judgments of other people based on superficiality, and instead of kind of going deeper with them, trying to understand people that are that maybe have a different perspective than we do, we look at the outside and say they're not like me; they're wrong. Right. One of us has to be wrong. It must be them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, instead of taking that space and that time to, you know, look inside more deeply and and ask God those questions like your friend was talking about and confess to ourselves, first of all, what the truth is. As we're thinking about going deep and we're thinking about the new year and things like that, let's let's switch gears a little bit and talk about one of the reasons why I really wanted you on the show, Laura, is to talk about your definition of productivity and, and what it's all about as we're thinking about this new year. So why don't you share with us your philosophy there? Sure. It has changed a lot over the years. I've been a 
productivity nerd since I was a kid. You know, I've always liked checklists and charts and calendars. <laughs> and, you know, I would go to the library and pull all the books about time management out and organization, all that stuff. I, to me, that's just fun. And it always has been. But as I've gotten older and as, especially as I've looked into this more and more to make sure that when I put an episode of my podcast out, I'm adding some value and, and producing some content that's going to be worthwhile. So there's that piece of it, but also just my own life. I've come to maybe a, to go a little deeper, you know, <laughs> you in concept of productivity. And I don't believe anymore that it's about how much you get done. It's not about getting more stuff done. It's about getting the right stuff done. Mm-hmm. And how do you determine what that right stuff is? Because it, it may be different for everybody. And the, the definition that I've come up with that I think you were referring to is what is a productive person? So we're, we're three women on this conversation, but it applies to, you know, it applies to guys too. <laughs> that to me, a productive woman, a productive person is a person who orders his or her life in such a way as to maximize his or her uh, positive impact on the world. Mm. And that's to me when you're being productive, that's what you're doing. You're ordering your life in such a way as to allow yourself to, to maximize that positive impact. Because we all have an impact on the world around us, whether it's the people in our household, the person in the grocery store, or you know, the world at large. And you know, if you want to have a positive impact, um, there are things you can do to make that more likely. Yeah, I love that. I do too. I've never, I've never been a productivity person. I have a great poster in my office, and I've had it for years and years. It says, "I love deadlines. I like the whooshing sound they make as they go by." <laughs> um, I, you know, I make lists and then I lose them, and, and so that whole idea of pr- productivity being about completing the to-do list, I've just never really connected with that. But, but what you're saying, that definitely is something that would motivate me. And uh, how does someone go about figuring that out? Right. Well, that's a great question. And it's a question that gets asked a lot. It's a question I've been asking myself for years. To me, it started with, you know, reading books about how to do a good to-do list and that sort of thing. But you have to go beyond that if you want to maximize your positive impact on the world. If that's the goal, So it's not just about being able to check things off a list, however satisfying that might be. I think you have to, the the instinct, especially if we're overloaded, we have too many things going on in our life and we're feeling overwhelmed. The instinct is to come up, find a tool that's going to fix that, you know, Mm -hmm. so they'll make the perfect list and then get all that stuff done. But I think you have to take a breath. You have to take a step back. And again, not, not to, you know, be too cliche here, but you have to go deeper. You have to go beyond that superficial of how to, level of how do I get all this stuff done to what is it I'm trying to accomplish here? What kind of life do I want to live? What kind of person do I want to be? So I think it goes even beyond that. What, what matters most to me? And there are lots of questions you can ask yourself to get to that point. But I think if you want to be that kind of productive person, you want to maximize your positive impact on the world, you have to start with 
asking yourself those questions. And I, I think the beginning, end of the year, the beginning of a new year is a great time to do that, to take some time and sit down with a cup of tea or coffee or cocoa or whatever your, your choice is there and a notebook and a pen and do some thinking on paper about that. What, who do I want to be in this world? What difference do I want to make? Because we all make a difference. We can either just wing it, you know, Mm -hmm. and be reactive to what's coming at us and hope that we make the right choices and that our impact is positive, or we can be intentional about it. And, And that requires some thought and prayer and all those sorts of things to get to the the heart of who are you? Who do you want to be in the, this world? What kind of life do you want to be living? And what needs to change in order to, to be that person and live that life? And I think for our listeners and for all three of us, that the primary question, too, is, God, who do you want me to be? Mm-hmm. God, what, what impact do you want me to have on the world? And submitting it, you know, to, to his guidance and to his um, truth and everything that we think about what we want to be and how we want to impact the world, then measuring that against the truth of Scripture and and letting God give us that that inner amen from the Holy Spirit. I, man, if you can if you can have a and I'm doing the quotation marks in there a productivity list that you've gotten that holy amen on. Imagine what we could accomplish and how we would not be thrown off by things that come in and seem to be sidetracking us. You know, it's it's so easy to look at those unexpected things that happen and you're thinking, oh, there goes my list out the window. But instead to say, okay, Lord, if you're bringing this into my day, if you're bringing this situation into my life, what do you want me to be in this? And how do you want me to impact this? And and like you said, Laura, not being reactive, but instead submitting it all and then moving forward in the plan that God helps you develop. Yeah, I mean, any of us, those of us who are people of faith, who have staked our life on the truth of God's Word and who He is, that is a starting point. He doesn't leave us blind in terms of what He wants from us in general. Right. Take the time to go into those deep places and and get quiet. And that's hard in the 21st (laughs) century society to just be quiet enough to hear, you know, I've read your word. I know what it says. What do you want me to do with it today? Right now? Just not, you know, we can get all big picture and come up with big plans, which, you know, who is it that said we we make plans and God laughs? laughs. Yeah. (laughs) But to get into the nitty gritty of ordering our lives in such a way as to maximize our positive impact, the question has to be, where do you want me right now? Mm -hmm. How how should I spend my time and my energy and my attention today to maximize that positive impact? What I like, though, is that we're really talking as much or more about being than doing. You know, it's it's so interesting when you think about the people that have affected you the most and have had the most positive impact on you. It isn't always because, oh, they did this. It's more because they were this. They represented this. They lived this. It's it's more about character. And, and I really love that philosophy when we're when we're talking about productivity. It's, it's a radical paradigm shift. Um, one thing, though. 
because it's the new year, I know that people are going to be thinking about um, priorities as we've been talking about maximizing your impact. Do you have any tips maybe on how to maximize or how to set priorities? Oh, that's that's such a loaded question. (laughs) Because, you know, we could get all philosophical about the, you know, the word priority as a singular or a plural word. At any given moment, there can only be one priority, and it may be different because we we really can only do, in any given instant, we can only do one thing. Hmm. We think we can do more than one, but I think as far as setting priorities in the, the way we use that in the world, and this is just, you know, kind of my philosophy that has to come out of your values and who you want to be in the world. And so it goes back to the things we were just talking about. I think on a practical level, as part of your kicking off the year and and trying to make the year the best that you can, make the year that you want to have, you can sit down in, in that moment with your coffee or tea or whatever in your notebook and think about what are the roles you play in the world. So for me, I'm Mike's wife, and I am the mom to five kids adult kids and I am the grandmother to eight little kids and I'm a lawyer and I'm a a podcaster and I am a friend to certain people. So looking at all those roles, think about what you would like to accomplish in each of those. And I'm, I'm hesitating here because the sort of traditional productivity discussion about that is ranking them. Mm. And I, I don't know how you can rank them because, and, and I know, and you, y'all may disagree with me on this, but, you know, the traditional sort of party line Christian approach is, well, it's God first and then, you know, I don't know, my husband or whatever. Well, I don't, this, this is just my philosophy, okay? I don't see anything that says that God wants to be first in my life. Uh, what I see is he wants to be my life. Yeah. Um. And everything else flows out of that. And so I, I don't know that I'm answering your question, Aaron, because I struggle with the idea of how do you like rank those roles and those commitments I've made and those goals I've set for myself. To me, it's not this, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, and I've got to figure out where each of those things I talked about fits into that list. It starts with, and I'm not saying I'm really good at this, but it's with always trying to anchor our life in in God and having him be our life and having that listening ear. For me, part of the issue about, or, or part of the, and again, I'm not saying I'm really good at this, but it's something I, I do try to get better at. Always having my life ordered enough that I can be quiet enough to hear that voice. Mm-hmm. That voice behind me saying, this way, this way, turn here, go there. You know, this is the way, walk in it. And I know that's not very practical and I can't write a book about that. But that's, when I think about priorities, that's what I think. There are the roles I play, the things I need and want to do in each of those roles. And then moment by moment, trying to listen to the direction that I'm getting as to where my attention and my time and my energy should be going right Mm -hmm. now. 
Well, I think it's a lot more practical than you realize. I um, knew a person once who said to me that she made out a list of the things that she wanted to be or that she wanted to do. But each day she would have that quiet time and she say, Lord, what do you want to accomplish today? And sometimes she felt the sense that it was on one of those lists, but sometimes it was something completely different. And as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking a good thing for someone who's my personality, who's just off the scale, um, right brain, doesn't believe in linear thought, who will sit down to make a to-do list and completely forget why I'm doing it and what I wanted on it. <laughs> But to figure out my priorities based on who I want to be as a believer, who I want to be as Don's wife, who I want to be as a podcaster or a writer, how what the impact that it is that I want to have and how how will my life matter in the context of each of those things. And then to have that kind of figured out. And then again, submit it every morning and say, okay, Lord, is today a day where we refine Karen as a believer or do you refine Karen as a dog owner or, or what do you want to do today? Which to me adds an element of, of adventure to the day. Sure. I, th yeah. I think you're, um, you're both really right in terms of focusing on listening. Productivity is so much more about simply listening to God and We've lost that in our culture. We've lost the ability to listen, to sit still. I mean, nobody seems to listen very much on social media. It's more about talking, yeah. you know. No, it's so, not about talking. It's about yelling. So yes, that's in our that's in our um, in in our culture right now. It's very difficult to battle. Um, one other thing I wanted to cover, because we're running out of time here, um, the three of us have been talking a little bit beforehand about uh, pruning. <laughs> so when we're thinking about priorities, we're, we're thinking about we, we, it may come to pass that we have to prune some things. Um, any thoughts on, on that, Laura? Any tips on maybe pruning or what that's like. I know you're going through a little bit of a pruning process as I have recently in moving and you'll be moving recently. Yeah. Pruning is a, as a concept and, you know, you could get into the whole thing of why think why pruning happens uh, in gardening, for instance, and the, the parallels there in our lives, it can apply to our stuff. It can apply to our commitment. It can apply to, you know, all sorts of attitudes, uh, so many different things. I, we were talking earlier about pruning our belongings because you've just moved. As we were talking, uh, we're in the process of, of packing up and getting ready to move to a new home. And to me, it's really helpful to keep in mind why we would be doing the pruning. We're not getting rid of stuff just to get rid of stuff. That, to me, is part of ordering my life in such a way as to maximize my positive impact on the world. If I've got lots and lots, the more stuff we have, the more time, energy, and attention we have to spend on cleaning it, moving it around, taking care of it, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And so I've been trying over the last two or three years to little by little whittle down the amount of stuff we have. Some of that is harder for me than others. Uh, we were talking this morning about books. I love me some books. I <laughs> have a bookworm. 
you know, my mother said I came back from the first day of kindergarten, just disgusted and said I wasn't going back because I went there to learn to read. Thank you very much. And they were wanting to talk about colors. And I already knew all my colors. Uh, I've been collecting books since then, at least, and I have lots of them. But we've been uh, we went through this morning and and um, got boxed up a whole bunch of them that we're going to donate for somebody else to enjoy. Why, why do you do that? Why do you consider pruning something? Not just to be doing it, but this again goes back to being purposeful and intentional about Mm -hmm. it. What is this adding to my life to have it? And what would be a good reason to get rid of it? Well, so that I don't have to take care of it and I can put my time, my energy and my attention on other things that matter more to me. If there are things that matter more than books, I, I don't know if that's allowed to, if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> so I think it's a matter of looking at the belongings you have and thinking about why you have them. Right. And, and, and do you like the reason you have? I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer, but the question you ask yourself is, why, why am I hanging on to this? And how do I feel about that reason? Hmm. And if you like the reason you're keeping it, then keep it. But if it's, well, I'm afraid, you know, if you go deeper, I'm keeping this because I'm afraid I'll, I'll need it someday and I won't have it. And, you know, <laughs> you know, well. So are you keeping yeah. it out of fear? <laughs> and, and if so, then what's the fear? And dig deeper into helping God prune you on those emotions that can be damaging. Exactly, exactly. Because a lot of what we keep these, uh, you know, everybody knows the statistics about how much stuff, especially we in America have and how many households can't park their car in their garage and they have outside (laughs) storage. And I'm not condemning anybody for that. But the question is, if you are wanting to be intentional about living a productive life in that sense of making a meaningful life, a life that, you know, uh, makes a positive impact, then maybe you want to think about all, you know, all these things that I have, are they adding value to my life? Could I do something better with my life if I let some of this go? Yeah. And are they adding value to the impact that I'm having? Um, mm-hmm. We have some antiques that came from my husband's family years and years and years ago, great grandparents and stuff. But the memories that they carry with them are not positive memories. They're memories of the abuse that was also handed down from generation to generation. So whenever my husband sees them, he thinks of his his uh, grandfather, but those are not happy memories. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we are out of time. Laura, it's been so much fun to talk with you. And I I think that we have so much more that we need (laughs) to talk about. So uh, we'll look forward to maybe having you on again to to dig deeper into all these ideas. Thank you so much for being here with us the beginning of 2020, for being our first guest who is helping our, our listeners to decide how to go into this new year and how to have a life that matters and what kind of impact. Friends, as you're thinking about those things, things as you're pondering that in relationship to your family, to your writing, to those people that you encounter in whatever role you play. Remember, the first and foremost thing to do is to ask God who he wants you to be and what he wants you to do. And then you can move forward in real freedom doing those things that that help you to develop a life that matters in an eternal sense and not just a temporal sense. So thanks again, Laura, for being here and getting us started off right for the new year. 
My pleasure. Thank you, Laura. And we'll have a link, everybody, in the show notes to that podcast, The Productive Woman. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us today. We hope you found it helpful. And if you know someone else who needs this podcast, please share it. You can find backlist episodes and lots more resources at our website, rightfromthedeep.com. Yep, we'd love to connect with you guys there. So until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same. Amen. Amen. <laughs>